This is Show Me Today. You know the names Bonnie and Clyde. The criminal couple was known for bank and store robberies across the Midwest. And they had their share of issues in Joplin. Cameron Connor is with Joplin historian Brad Belk to discuss a famous shootout on April 13th, 1933. Let's see here, Brad. So in order to get this conversation started, why was the public interested in Bonnie and Clyde in general? Can you give can you give an overview? Yes. Uh, what we have to uh, put in, we have to put this in historical context. And, and we're talking about the Great Depression. And, you know, the Great Depression was one of the most horrific periods of time ever in American history for everyone. Uh, class, uh, culture, no matter what, uh, it, it, it got and affected everyone. The, the point of that is, is that, um, you know, we are at a, we're at a very time, a big time low. And, and not that we're looking for entertainment and clearly uh, not outlaw entertainment, but there did seem to be something that they, uh, the media was making a, a big thing out of criminals at that time. And the criminals uh, were making big names for themselves, not in a good way. But, you know, just to put it in one perspective, you know, they you didn't have to say they're even their last names. Uh, they were known just as Bonnie and Clyde, their first names. And to me, that says a lot. Uh, in that respect, and still uh, carries today uh, when you would mention the names of, of Bonnie and Clyde. But they were uh, they were as well known as uh, professional athletes and movie stars. Uh, they, uh, they they had that same um, height and, and value in that respect. The, when they passed away, the the Dallas Times sold an, another half million uh, newspaper uh, newspapers that for that edition. But I think that the real thing that is still puzzling to me, uh, maybe not for that era, but it's it's confusing. Um, Henry Ford or someone from his organization at one point in time in this two years of terror that uh, Bonnie and Clyde were are a part of, they actually um, formed this letter that was supposedly written by uh, Clyde. And it was about uh, basically why um, he liked to like Fords. Well, he actually you know stole Fords. But the the amazing thought about that is that, you know, today, would we have a criminal who's killed police officers and innocent people and, and using them as a, a, a focal point for somebody to sell some sort of product? Well, no, of course, we would never do that. But that shows you the, uh, the popularity or the pop culture that they were representing, that Henry Ford would actually... Uh, form this letter that uh, uh, Clyde would be endorsing his product, which <laughs> I just find utterly amazing. You mentioned the terror for two years. How the heck is it? I can't even imagine how it's remotely possible that these two desperate outlaws are remaining loose, remaining free. How could that be possible? That That is. I mean, it, it is it is a head scratching moment uh, that how in the world could they uh, be out on the run for, for two years? And and on several, many occasions, not several, uh, well, at least somewhere around uh, uh, 10 or 11, uh, where they were surrounded or actually the law enforcement uh, were in place to apprehend them and uh, somehow mysteriously missed. That was another thing of a mystery and a, uh, of uh, how in the world could these people seem almost uh, escape any kind of uh, snare that they were ever involved in. But what we got to remember is um, at, at this point in time, if criminals ever had a little bit of an upper hand um, in this early 1930s, uh, was that was the time of an era that uh, where they could take advantage of it. And what I'm going where I'm going with that, there are some factors that are going on that are 
in, in place that really does give them the upper hand or an advantage to some degree. One was uh, police officers had a, had a, a horrible um, and a very poor communication system. The other thing that um, uh, Bonnie and Clyde had the upper hand on uh, were they were um, they outgunned the uh, the police officers that they were um, uh, facing. They their kind of weaponry were was definitely meant to maim and kill. One of uh, Clyde's favorite uh, rifles was the Browning automatic rifle, and that uh, was used in World War One. You know where you could shoot uh, a twenty a magazine of, of twenty bullets in uh, two and a half seconds. The good guys, uh, you know, carried thirty-eight revolvers, and they outcarred them. And they uh, they had the amazing thing in this transitional period is V eight. Engine is just starting to, uh, to to be birthed and and is being placed in in automobiles. So he obviously would steal V8s because they beat the six cylinder all to all the heck. So they had a faster car, and not only did they have a faster car, but Clyde was an excellent driver and knew it um, could drive faster, take faster corners. You're listening to Show Me Today, the Voice of Missouri. I'm Cameron Connor. We're here with our Joplin area community historian Brad Belk. We're talking about, this is episode four of our 12-part series that revolves around the 150th anniversary of Joplin. And today, it's giving us insight into Bonnie and Clyde and their ties to the Joplin area. All right, so, and if that's the case, so exactly what happened on the April 13th shootout in 1993? Well, what happened is that uh, these five police officers uh, gathered. They pulled, uh, they were in two different cars. They pulled up to the garage uh, apartment. They purposely blocked so the the garage entrance uh, for the car so they could not uh, escape or leave. And um, what was occurring at that time, W.D. Jones and uh, Clyde had been out on a reconnaissance mission. During well, their little stay here uh, in, in April, uh, it, there was a, a noticeable uh, increase in crime. Uh, there were uh, people being um, like at uh, campgrounds, uh, being held up, and then there was a jewelry store a hold up. Uh, could be associated with Clyde and and the gang. We'll never know about that, but it's just interesting. Uh, obviously, they continue had need to have money uh, to live and do what they were going to be doing, uh, and so possibly they were doing that. But uh, they were returning back. They were putting their their garage door down, and they saw these uh, two police cars enter, and they immediately opened up fire. Uh, the police officers got out, uh, which was uh, detrimental and, and a mistake, and they were shot right there in the uh, driveway. Um, bullets are flying. You know, you think that this thing happened uh, for a long period of time. It maybe happened for a minute at the most. Uh, it was violent. It was horrible. We know the good guys fired 14 uh, bullets, but we don't know what uh, the, the outlaws did. But what happened when this gunfight broke out, uh, chaos upstairs, Buck and the ladies are upstairs, and they immediately, uh, Buck grabs some uh, weapons and uh, starts firing as well. And all hell breaks loose. Uh, like I said, two police officers lose their lives. They uh, they jump into the car, uh, don't pack. Uh, obviously, uh, they got to get out of there quick. Uh, they push the cars aside and they drive off. The important thing for police officers throughout the United States was that they were hot into selfies, taking pictures of each other, uh, Bonnie and Clyde. And they uh, they left a camera there with a with a couple of rolls of film, a Kodak film, and this is invaluable for the police authorities to know exactly who the gang is. 
Following the shootout itself, they're on the go, they're on the run. How long did it take for police authorities to apprehend and find Bonnie and Clyde? Well, it took about another year and a month after they cold-bloodedly killed two police officers in Joplin. It's I still, you know, today that would couldn't even be fathomable. Uh, even, uh, but back then it was, and their end was set up. They were set up by a, by a family member. They were in Louisiana on a rural road, Highway 154, and um, these policemen that had set their sights on them. They'd been after them for 102 days. Um, opened fire on them as they were driving on this highway. Literally, just filled their car full of uh, bullets. And they had no way of es- escaping. In fact, uh, one of the policemen that had been after him said that when it all was said and done, they were nothing but a bunch of wet rags. We're here with our Joplin area community historian, Brad Belk. And this has been an insight to Bonnie and Clyde and their interactions in Joplin, Missouri on April 13th, 1933. Brad, once again, thank you so much, as always, for your time on Show Me Today, The Voice of Missouri.